I'm Court. I'm Ray. Uh, we're coming to you today on Leap Day, and we, uh, we have some mailbag questions from our roommate, Michael Hicks, uh, and we have a, a special question uh, from Ray, possibly influenced by our other roommate, Greg Seaver, and possibly a Greg Seaver appearance on the show, depending. If we're lucky. into it uh the first question we have here uh, or topic is jakar sampson uh he's a former member of the sixers uh and ray is going to talk just a little bit about his uh contributions to the team and his newfound employment with the denver nuggets mm-hmm. yeah so jakar sampson was kind of the embodiment of the process uh the long rebuilding journey that the Sixers are on he was uh and is an extremely raw athlete who wasn't necessarily very good at basketball but he was just a really good athlete and he could kind of at points he looked like a really really nice player uh he also kind of had a youthful uh happy spirit he uh his nickname was Mr. Pickles and is Mr. Pickles he really likes SpongeBob SquarePants. Was the nickname Mr. Pickles, was that sort of a thing that everybody said, or was that just kind of a thing that you said, Ray? No, that's a, th- a real thing. Okay. It's a real thing. And he does really like SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, and I don't know, he just had a, he has a nice smile. He just, I love Jakar Samson. And the Sixers, unfortunately, they cut him. Because they thought they were going to be a trade partner and have to take on another player, uh, so they cut him. That trade ended up getting voided. Uh, so his absence, uh, not only is it just generally sad, but it's also kind of pointless. We could have just kept him, you know? And so I don't know what a good comparison to that is, but it's, uh, uh, maybe Alanis Morissette has a good comparison. Yeah, I was thinking just generally sort of some French existentialism, mm. living in an absurd universe. Mm. Uh, I like that. Where one's favorite player can be cut for absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a hard thing to deal with sometimes. But are you, is there a little bit of you that's a little bit heartened that he's going to be sharing his love of SpongeBob SquarePants with uh, members of the Denver Nuggets? I am. I think it's exciting. Uh it's exciting that he has a new team. I'm happy for him. Um, it also is somehow reassuring that one of the many players the Sixers have rostered, uh, that uh, hot takers around the NBA will say are not really NBA players, like immediately gets picked up. This would seem to counter that idea that some of the players on our team are not quote unquote NBA players. Um, and he, in fact, is starting tonight, as I announced with excitement to court a few minutes ago. Jakar Sampson will be starting for the Denver Nuggets, which is something because, one, people don't think he's good at basketball, and another thing because he's new to the Nuggets, and so he also doesn't have the advantage of like knowing their style very well or how to play with the other players on the team and all how, of that. How would you describe the Denver Nuggets' style? 
Um, I can't say that I know it that well. I, I know that Fareed is kind of a uh, inside force. Um, the Gallinari has a nice kind of stretch four game. I know that Will Barton is a kind of athletic spark plug type of guy. Um, I know overall that they're bad at basketball. They're not good this year, at least. Um, generally speaking, I think they've kind of have up tempo teams. And based on what I know about their roster, I guess Wilson Chandler's still there. Um, Will the thrill? Yeah. <laughs> um, I imagine that they're still kind of a fast team, but I'm not. I'm not positive. One of my favorite former Knicks. I saw him play live several times in Madison Square Garden. Mm. Yes. Um, he was part of that Carmelo deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's Jakar. I love you, Jakar. I'll miss you. Uh, if you need a place to crash in New Orleans, we've got bunk beds. Um, you, can be a be- you can be a guest on the podcast even if you don't come to New Orleans. You could be our first guest that doesn't live with us. Do we have a way to do that now? Do we have a way to have uh, Jakar Sampson be on the podcast? Wait, are you saying that he could call in? I don't. We would if he wanted to call in. We okay. would figure it out okay. for him. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get we'll figure. Yeah. Yeah. Just Agreed. let us know, Jakar. Yeah. Um, we will do an all SpongeBob episode. Slide into my DMs on Twitter at Ray Swert at Ray Swert. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's at my Twitter. R a y c w i e r t. That's right. C as in cat. R as in. <laughs> uh, Anyway, moving on, uh, players sometimes get traded, and sometimes they don't get traded from your team, uh, even if you might not like them as much, but they might be better at basketball. Mm. Uh, There was a rumor that Jaleel Okafor, another Sixers player, was almost traded to the Boston Celtics for uh, a pick that the Celtics own, which is the Brooklyn Nets first rounder, which is supposed to be a good one because the Nets are bad this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your feelings on this? Uh, why is Duke such a terrible school? Uh, and why does Julie Oakford not deserve to have won an NCAA tournament championship? These are all good questions. Um, I don't know why Duke is such a terrible school. Um, I can say as someone who doesn't really care about college basketball that I still feel some kind of repulsion towards them. I, and I don't know why, I don't know why that is, but there must be something real there. If I, as someone who just doesn't care at all, um, doesn't like them, has some natural dislike for them. Um, uh, There's something that lo- Grayson Allen, yeah, that Grayson Allen trip really kind of bugged me. I think there's a lot of things that I don't know. There's a lot of these little things that get people excited, and most of the time, like, man, whatever. But that was kind of that was just it was the kind of thing where you know the guy who does that and you just really don't like him and you're like oh that's Grayson Allen that's who it is for for context for those of our listeners that aren't into college basketball but we know that you're really into NBA basketball and you know all about that uh Grayson Allen is a player for Duke and he uh recently had two different clips uh reviewed uh the second incident was against Florida State uh of him appearing to intentionally trip opposing players uh which is not a good thing to do 
you probably yeah, yeah. our listeners it's know cheap shot. tripping people is a bad thing yeah um so yeah regardless of Julio he used to play for Duke now he plays for the Sixers he almost got traded to the, the Celtics Sixers. Duke North some have said Duke North is the Sixers because we have Elton Brand and we have Julio Okafor and then there's talk of us getting Brandon Ingram in the draft. Who else do we? There have? was a lot of talk. Oh, last we were, year. there was talk of us getting Shane Battier also. Just Shane Battier as a coach, or as a player, but yeah, as something. Okay. Um, I think there's other people that I'm missing, but uh, yeah. Dunleavy. Oh gosh, that would be bad. JJ Redick. That would be good. I'll take JJ. I'll take JJ. He's seen the error of his ways. Back to actually one real quick thing. Back to Jakar Sampson. I was just trying to think of a band. I was kind of. I probably didn't do a good job for a lot of our listeners explaining like why Jakar Jakar Sampson is like kind of really lovable, even though he's not like necessarily good at basketball. So I don't know what a good comparison would be. And so I was trying to think of a band, and the first thing that came to my head was Moldy Peaches. Okay, he's really bad at basketball then. <laughs> My thought was kind of if a band that like wasn't that technically good, well, it had some good qualities. Mine like the Shins are kind of a go-to for me. Like they're a kind okay. of lovable band. I know they have some pretty hard like vocal parts, but they like fired their drummer cuz he was, you know, he was a professional drummer but wasn't like, you know, yeah. awesome at drumming. And the rest of the band was kind of that way too. But they were like a fun, lovable band that kind of outgrew their you know, they got lucky with the Garden State soundtrack and then somehow became bigger than maybe they really would have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, so are that the, makes sense. Are the Sixers the Garden State soundtrack? <laughs> if they are, then the process has probably failed. But I guess it's still possible. It's a possibility that that is the case. Um, I think if Jakarta Samson were a band, I don't, I don't have a band in mind, he would be... Maybe a band with like a really good, just like a really good guitar player, but that otherwise like sucks. You know, mm-hmm. like the overall like musicality is not that good, and like they don't write good lyrics. And you know, I don't know who that would be, but yeah, I'm loath to put anything out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to. Understandably, I don't want to. You know, start wanna... any any feuds yeah. on this. But I mean, I love to start feuds. We started a feud with ACC basketball degens. Yeah, which we won. Yeah. Because they haven't responded within 30 days, even though we didn't post the podcast where we feuded them. Uh, what now? What now? Which was, you know, a little bit of tweaking those league bylaws, like kicking advantage, mm-hmm. buying out Bino Udry. It's an advanced technical move there. Um, speaking so, of advanced technical moves, back to the question. The question was about Jalil Okafor, potentially. There's a rumor Jalil Okafor was going to be uh, potentially would have been traded from the Sixers to uh, the Boston Celtics for the Brooklyn Nets first round pick. Um, I think it's a really interesting thing uh, to think about. Uh, the The Nets are, I think, the fourth or fifth worst team, and so they'll probably have like a fifteen percent shot of getting the first pick and like a twenty five percent shot of getting one of the first two picks. Um, that's an estimate. Um, which, in addition to their own pick, would give the Sixers like over a 60% shot to get one of the first two picks. And basically, 
if there's one thing you should know about next year's draft, it's that the first two players right now are projected to be really good basketball players. Um, uh, like, really, yeah, very, very good basketball players. After that, it's not super good. So, the you're Sixers, not, a, not a big Dragon Bender fan. I do. I like the I, I like the idea of him. There's some questions about how quickly he would be able to come to the NBA, and it could be something like three years, and that would be a a hard thing for the Sixers specifically to to do right now. Right. Especially if he was their first pick. But right. Yes. And he would have to fill out some sort of immigration, right, to get yes. into the NBA three years from now. Yes. Um. There. Mm. He'd have to go through that process. Could be dicey. We'll leave it could, at that. Could be dicey. Um, hopefully not, though. Hopefully uh, he is welcome in a few years. He's, and, he's um, welcome on any NBA it, team I'm watching. Yes. Me too. Me too. Um, I'm a big fan of his despite never seeing... I've not even seen a highlights clip of his, but he has a sweet name. Yeah, he's seven one, really skinny. He's not Chris Tapps. Everyone's going to p- compare him to Chris Tapps. He's not as athletic and long... He probably won't be as good a defender, but I think he's got more kind of basketball skills. Um, so he's exciting. All that to say, I thought the trade idea was really uh, thought-provoking, and I'm interested in it because Jaleel Okafor, it's still hard to see his fit in the modern NBA. Uh, he isn't very quick. He can't. He's not good at defense. He's kind of a horrific rebounder, um, and those are all things that are really. It's really hard to be a really good NBA player if those are true, and you're a seven foot center. Um, he is really good at scoring. He's been almost shooting sixty percent from the field uh, recently, which is pretty fantastic for a twenty year old kid. He's twenty years old. Isn't that kind of crazy? That's kind of crazy. Like, think about... How did he get into that club when he got into a fight? He must have had a fake ID. But also, how do fake IDs work if you're, like, a famous person? Like, if you're seven feet tall and clearly an NBA player, I mean, obviously you can just get in. Yeah, I think there's a different system for them. But it's like, you could just be like, oh, you're Julia Okafor. Maybe I should look up on the internet before I let you in this club how old you are. Oh, you're 20? You can't come in this club. Wouldn't it be funny if... He went in with like uh like Nick Stauskas's ID or something. Oh yeah, know? yeah, pass back. If <laughs> yeah. they did the pass back, the whole team's going to the yeah. club and they do the pass back. <laughs> There's a guy who's like five eight and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> you look a lot different and you're fourteen inches taller. Um uh, so I have a Oh wait, but what was I saying? We we you were talking about he's not a good fit for the modern NBA. I have a couple questions here. Yeah. One of them is like one of my own questions about the NBA, which is rare. Usually I just derail you and start talking about SpongeBob SquarePants or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my question is who, if that trade did go through, who's, who's getting the better end of that deal there? I think, um, <clears throat> I think it's, I think it's just a really, it's a high variance thing. I, I on the, I would say that, Right now, I kind of like right now. I think Okafor is worth more than the Brooklyn pick, but in the event that the Brooklyn pick ends up being one or two, I think that it's better. Okay. So I think that you know, 
about 25 to 30% of the time, the Sixers get the better end of it, and 70% of the time, the Celtics get the better end of it. Um, but I think there's other contexts. Like, the Sixers could have decided that Okafor wasn't going to fit long-term with them, and they prefer Nerlens. We have two players on the team that don't really fit together. They're both big guys, um, and offensively, they don't fit together at all. Well, offensively and defensively, they don't really fit together. Um, so they could just have decided that even in that percent chance that they don't get the first, second pick, that they'd rather just pick a new player that that is different and might fit better, and maybe they just kind of grew, grew tired of Okafor's flaws. In my opinion, that pick right now, I'd much prefer it to Okafor, unless you had sort of like a need of Okafor like at the moment or yeah. forward. I don't really see the Celtics having like I feel like they should just hold on to the pick and then hope to get lucky as well or like pick a player that would be like a more sensical player than having Julia Loca for. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think some people have made good points that Okafor, I think Okafor's biggest the biggest challenge or hurdle that Okafor is going to have to climb to be like a really good contributor on a good team is to have like is his defense he's he's not good at protecting the rim he's not a very like vertical player and so he's not he's just not doing a good job of preventing people from scoring on the rim um the celtics would actually be a decent team like they definitely want a rim protector but they have all these long athletic wing players who can like prevent penetration to the rim in their own way so some of julio okafor's flaws could be like mitigate it by the Celtics, you know, current roster. So okay. I think it could be okay. okay. And it sounds like there's just word on the street that Danny Ainge just kind of has an affinity for Jaleel. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something about affinity and protection there. Uh, and other euphemisms for affinity and yes. euphemisms for protection. Uh, we've been moving on. Uh, also related to the Jaleel Okafor, uh, we have a mailbag question that's related to the, to Jaleel, which is, uh, with all these big-ass players in the NBA, does it slow down the game because they're all big? That was from Michael Hicks. This was, yeah, Michael Hicks, uh, who is not the biggest NBA fan, and by that I mean if he finds himself in a bar where NBA games are on, he might look toward that direction and maybe he'd be angry about it i think that kind of so i think this is a funny question because the nba is like definitely getting faster and the players are getting um the bigger slower players are kind of getting worked out of the nba which is sort of what we're talking about with julie okafor um it's a damn shame so while they're still very tall they're skinnier i would say and pretty fast less doughy strength i'd say Yes. Do you think that Julio Okafor has doughy strength? I think he has doughy. Okay, he's doughy. Yeah. And a, and a little bit strong. Yeah, he. I don't. I think he's like good at. I think on offense, he's good at using his body weight to get in position and move people. Um, particularly his butt. He notoriously has a really big butt. Um, but he definitely does not display that. St- strength in terms of like boxing out people for rebounds because he's pretty terrible at that so okay um so michael hicks's question was kind of invalid uh better luck next time 
Michael, but we encourage you to keep on submitting these questions. We might have a couple more from him later in the podcast, but for now we got to move on uh, to our next topic, which we're going to talk a little bit about the potential next uh, offseason Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. Yes, there's been a lot of buzz about this. There was some news report that the Warriors organization was discussing it, and then the uh, the that the excellent Zach Lowe um, wrote a long article about what that could look like, uh, how it would work, and if the Warriors should consider acquiring Kevin Durant in the offseason. Um, the general idea is that they would have to let a couple players go, probably Harrison Barnes and one or two of Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala, and Andrew Bogut, I believe, and then they could sign Kevin Durant. And then they would basically not really have any cap space except, you know, to sign really, really, really cheap players. Um, what do you think about that, Court? What do you think about that for the Warriors? I mean, it's hard for me to argue with what they're doing this season so far. Uh, it just. But you probably could. I mean, I could argue like sort of. There's all sorts of arguments I could make, no doubt. I'm just talking, you know, straight up like. They're going to win, you know, the most games ever. And they could just stick with that. And so far, nobody's figured that out. Why mess with that? Unless you're, like, really good friends with Kevin Durant or something. I mean, I like the... He seems like a nice enough guy. Uh, but... And I I get that there's kind of the idea of, like, oh, no, now we're going to have to pay Harrison Barnes a lot of money. And he's also, you know, a nice enough guy and a okay player but just seems like somebody who shouldn't get paid a huge amount of money Mm -hmm. when you could have Kevin Durant for a huge amount of money instead Uh, but I think just like giving up the flexibility maybe of having Mm -hmm. like keeping keeping some better pieces around their kind of core of the Splash Bros and Draymond Green um, seems to me to be a little more valuable I don't know I value that I value I'm I value the flexibility it's hard for me to. I have. I have trouble. Sounds very processy of you. I, well, I also have trouble like making making decisions. Mm. Uh, well, not making. I've, I'm fine making decisions, but you know, there's still a little bit of me. You don't want to shut down options too early, and that can be a dangerous thing. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go to medical Segway school? Segway ended. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely understand that. I definitely understand that. Um, and yeah, it seems it, it would seem like a weird thing to mess with such a good thing that they've got going. Um, but I would definitely be on the side of if you can get Kevin Durant, then you go get Kevin Durant. Doesn't it yeah. also seem like now it's like people are like, it seems like we're in a video game now. It's like when you're in, playing the video game back in the day when you play franchise mode. Did you ever play franchise mode? Probably not. Not really. You no. probably like went outside and played actual basketball. Um, maybe. Or yeah. Like or talk to other or people. even watch TV over that. I was not. I got really into Gran Turismo, but after that, I didn't have a big uh, video game connection. Oh yeah, we. My friends and I love to play franchise mode, mm. and so we would like. But the the video game AI still isn't very good and so like you would have like the best team and then you'd be like oh i might also add kevin durant to it and Mm -hmm. then you'd be like 
oh man, now it's not fun for me unless I win, I go 82 and 0 and win all the games and like your team wins like all the championships in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can simulate all the games so it goes by really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, maybe they should just be satisfied with, with winning one championship even. Like imagine, imagine the Pelicans winning one championship. Wouldn't that be enough for us? Or I guess you like the Sixers, but one championship would be great for the Sixers. But I would still want them to keep trying to do whatever they could to win more. Right. Uh, and I think, honestly, I think what I'm most excited about it, f- from a basketball fan's perspective, is just like the Warriors have already kind of created like a new brand of basketball like that we haven't really seen where there's just crazy ball movement and everyone can shoot. Everyone can illegal screen really well. It's a so fast, uh, it's just a different game. And just to think about what it could look like with Kevin Durant, um, is kind of, it's pretty exciting. And I think if I was a Golden State Warriors fan, I would be all the more excited about that. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm not a Golden State Warriors fan. I'm not particularly against them. Probably in the lower half of all the teams. But, uh, so I guess I'm not that excited about it. I feel a little bad. I know it's kind of weird because, like, Oklahoma City, they stole the team from Seattle, but I, I feel a little bit bad for them. They kind of sort of screwed up the Harden thing. <coughs> yeah. Uh, and then they would lose Kevin Durant, and it's kind of like, I don't know. What else do you have in Oklahoma City besides the Flaming Lips? Yeah, I would feel I would feel bad for them, but uh, I don't know. They got to watch a lot of Kevin Durant and Westbrook and Ibaka they still got things going. And they have a basketball team. You know, I think there'd be a... I think after a little while, even if Durant leaves, and what if Durant leaves, I think Westbrook will leave, they'll still probably be like, you know, we had a good run, and we have a basketball team. And we're a little bit more relevant than we were before as a city. Should we visit Oklahoma City? What's there besides basketball? The Flaming Lips. But we can see them. Um, I've seen them before, yeah. We've Me seen too. them in, yeah. together at Hangout Fest. Yeah. Well, I think Michael Should Mahoney we go actually. to Hangout Fest? Yeah, we should go to Hangout Fest. <laughs> All right. Oklahoma <laughs> City. Um, uh, I think there was a little bit. I think we could get people to go to Hangout Fest this year. Um, we could get. Maybe we should ask the somebody from Oklahoma City to go to Hangout Fest with us as a listener special. If you are listening. And you live in Oklahoma City, one, that would really excite us. That would be kind of uh, weird to me, but uh, it, yeah, it would, I'd be excited. It would be, yeah, it would be definitely weird. Um, and then I guess, yeah, if you want to come to Hangout Fest with us, uh, let us know. I'm kind of not, it's a lot of uh, EDM, I think, and like Whoa. bad, well, okay, music that I'm not as big a fan of in the kind of pop towards rap kind of spectrum um in the part of that spectrum that i'm like less interested in but i forgot who's headlining it this year but i know i wasn't super intrigued i did see that uh kendrick lamar is playing at this this festival in florida on some like indian reservation (laughs) that looks pretty sweet i'm not even going to try to say it uh but it looks pretty awesome and they have stuff throughout the night is kendrick lamar still cool kendrick lamar yeah kendrick lamar is definitely still cool okay even you know even 
after I danced to him one time. <laughs> the Dutch knockout. The, du- uh. <laughs> the double Dutch sandwich. <laughs> um, oh, it's Okeechobee. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, did we almost go to that one time? I don't think we did. Is but it I, new? Uh, oh, and it's actually, it's Friday. Um, I think it's pretty new because, I, I, I mean, I'm not familiar with it, and I normally try to look at all those those festival uh festival lineups um yeah i was just well we kind of we're running low on time here and so we probably have time for one more topic okay Uh, the next choices oh the next one's a kind of a double so the i have a question for court it's a kind of a quiz okay where is joe harris right now where is joe harris right now new york city is he possibly why uh somebody told me there was some article or maybe just somebody was saying that he had like a fiance or something who lived in ah, new york okay. and so when he played on cleveland he would like when he wasn't going to canton to play for the canton charge which was their development team mm-hmm. uh he would spend time going to new york and hanging out uh mm-hmm. with his fiance or maybe it was just a girlfriend okay but um well that's not a bad place to be yeah so and and he, he you know, made a decent amount of money, I think, because he. Yeah, I think I was just looking at his salary this year. I think it was like eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, that seems nice. I was imagining the girlfriend being some sort of like lawyer or like banker person in New York, and even like if she was in the upper echelon, well, UVA you know, alum. like yeah, UVA alum, early starting job. She's not going to make that doing banking or lawyering at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's my guess. Uh, I think. He had the foot injury, so I don't know how the rehabs for foot injuries work. Uh, not good, necessarily. Yeah. Well, yeah. R.I.P. Well, not R.I.P., but rehab in peace. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's coming back. He was hanging out in Cutter. Hanging out in Cutter. They have the best foot rehab there in the world. That's right. Oh, speaking of uh, crazy stuff in Middle Eastern countries, did you hear uh, that the tallest building in the world is going to be in Saudi Arabia? in this town that's like near mecca they're building it. it's going to be done in 2019 i don't know that's about all the details i have but it, it was originally planned to be a mile high oh. uh, and they couldn't make it a mile high because it was like the wrong kind of rock underneath it but it's going to be like 3,000 feet high or something like that which is to say is that 40 percent higher than the next tallest building it's probably about 40 percent taller than uh burj dubai mm. the, the wiz khalifa is that mm. the building that's not Got it's me. not called the Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. It's something <laughs> like that. Anyway, it's uh this new building is forty percent taller than Wiz Khalifa, who is not performing at that uh fest. Mm. Um mm. but did perform at Hangout Fest one time. Uh we bring up the forty percent because uh Ray saw an article recently, probably that Zach Lowe co wrote with Nate Silver. My dream. That's my dream article. About uh, Stephen With Curry. With Joel Sherman editing. Joel Sherman, great editor. Worked with him before. Uh, about Stephen Curry's historic season. And it's a historic season, or an an historic season? An historic season. Uh, yeah. Joel, Joel can edit that for us later. Uh, anyway, three-point shooting. He has already eclipsed his three-pointers ma- three pointers made from last season he has set his record again i'm just imagining i'm sorry imagining joel like editing our audio just just like the articles 
<laughs> and where it's us talking, and then you just hear Joel be like, Hey. <laughs> I'm just gonna awesome. I'm gonna take the audio from the other time and just dub Joel's voice over this part. <laughs> um, Stephen Curry, as Court was saying, he is on pace to break the three point three pointers made in a season record by forty percent, uh, which and is his own record that he would be breaking, or he's already broken it, and he's going to have another twenty five games or so to continue to add to it. Um, so 538 did this article and was like what does that look like if other records are broken by 40% and of course it's crazy like the the home run record would be 102 that was that was their lead that that means someone would hit 102 home runs in this season if they broke the current record by 40% uh, the crazy thing to me is didn't I feel like didn't Barry Bonds do that and they just had to cancel it because of his steroids or no so he only I think so the record was, first of all, the record was 61 for Roger Maris, and then Sosa, or McGuire got to 70, and so that's only like, you know, 10% or whatever. Um, and then I think Bonds just hit like 73, I okay. think it was. Um, so that was still like just 4%. 73. Yeah. Um, only the most home runs hit ever in a season, Ray. Yes, yes. So 40% um, more would be a lot more. Yes. About 40% more. Yeah. But uh, yeah. what are some other records, like if it, they were 40% more, would be similarly astounding? Um, so uh, we looked up the, the current hot dog, re, uh, hot dog record uh, for the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest is 69. Set by, by Joey Chestnut. Yes. Um, and so we looked it up. If if he were to beat that by 40%, it would be 97 hot dogs. Wow. That's a lot of hot dogs. 97 that, hot dogs in 12 minutes on the that, 4th of July. On Of course. Well, yeah. In Coney Island. I've, I've eaten one hot dog on the 4th of July in Coney Island. And that was enough for me. It was a good. How was hot, it? It was a good hot dog. It Did was a chili. I had chili on, on it? it. I had chili on it. Okay. Cheese. Uh yeah, probably. All right. So that it, it, the ones he were, was eating, it was like a forty percent better hot dog with the chili mm. and cheese. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's maybe do one more comparison. If I had forty percent more purple shirts in my closet right now, how many shirts would I have? Uh, I think you'd have about. He's looking in the closet. Two more shirts. Two more shirts. Wow. I would so I would have five purple shirts in the That's closet. A lot of That's a lot more. If Greg read forty percent more books in a year, how many more books would he read? I would say he would he would read about um one hundred more books. <laughs> That's so many books. It's a lot of books. He's set the record for our house probably. Yes, definitely. For the single season book reading records. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Oh, that's fun. Uh, we wish Stephen Curry, as Siri pronounced his name, the best in setting his record this year. Yeah. Uh, and go we, get him, Steve. We will see him in the playoffs, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might even do a podcast before the playoffs start. Oh wow! Picking up the pace. We might do forty percent more podcasts this year than we did last year. <laughs> That's actually probably going to be... Well, yeah, we could do it. 
I think we could do it. Could. I have no idea how many podcasts we released last year. I think like five. I think the key here is is that because they're they're not on. Are they online right now? They're all online. Okay, so you someone can, could actually we could actually figure this out. We could actually figure this out. Okay. As long as you can keep up a running commentary of at least thirty seconds while I look at it on this computer. Okay. Yeah. So. What else are we going to talk about? Um, Here's the list. We're going to talk about... Yeah, we're going to talk about... Uh, we might as well look ahead in the NBA season and uh, think about the conference finals, uh, who might be playing in them. Um, and I do think it. Uh, I do think it's going to be a pretty awesome playoffs with how the Warriors are playing and how the Spurs we are playing. We found it. We found it. How many podcasts do we have? We have 11 posted online. We have 12 recorded, not counting this one. Uh, this one is the first one of this year. Uh, I might look again. I don't really know if we're counting calendar year or per season or what. Mm. I think that we had like two for the season previous to this one. We had a lot of summer ones where there wasn't any basketball going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say we're about averaging, like I said before, five per year. Which means if we did 40% more, we would ha- do seven for this season. I like that. I like that. Pick and Joel. That was just our nickname for Joel. Yeah. Pick and Joel. Pick and Joel. That's really good. I think he likes that nickname better than some of his other nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Um, I think, I think that's going to be about it for uh, today's podcast because we're going to leave you wanting a little bit 40 percent more well let's just give a little as of right now who are your conference finals participants okay makes the championship okay uh i'm gonna go with golden state and the spurs because that's just probabilistically the way to go um in the western conference one could make a case for the thunder given the spurs some trouble probably uh because they have some good players uh on the east i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stay safe too with the cavaliers Despite the loss of Joe Harris. Despite the loss of Joe Harris. Crushing blow. Uh, and for the other team, it's kind of hard for me to say. I don't know. I guess Toronto. Mm. Yeah, I'll just go with them. Okay. I'm going to follow you in the Western Conference, Spurs Warriors. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, definitely the Cavs. And then I'm going to take, this is for DJ Belay. The Celtics Ooh. to make it to the conference finals. That'd the scrappy, be... the scrappy Brad Stevens-led uh, athletic dynamos that aren't doing a better job of building a team long-term than the Sixers. But I must admit, they put together a good basketball team right now. Man, what if you could watch the Sixers play in the conference championship? That would be pretty cool. I mean, if things don't break right for us with this draft, you know, I have to start thinking more about the Celtics team building strategy. Right. Post ours. But would, would you be filled with regret? I would have some regret. I would definitely have some regret. I think, yeah, I would have some regret. But our situations are different. We didn't have an opportunity to unload Garnett and Pierce for buku draft picks they did the smart thing but that was also a kind of unique opportunity that they had so it was a strange strange thing it is um well that's life 
we thank everybody for listening. Uh, yes. And we hope to. Uh, we hope to. Wait, what did I say this time? We hope to hear from you soon. That would be wrong. We hope you listen. Call again. us. Call us. We're not desperate. Anything. Ray's phone just number is four eight four. I don't know the rest of it. But yeah, just leave just us a little comment in the comment box. Uh, we'll do it yeah. as a mailbag question. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Happy Leap Day. Thank you.